is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. Roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Everything is so dumb, 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 What's up, my Cuomo sexual? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. the worst opening you've done, and you've opened many uh, shows screaming Hitler. Uh, yeah. I, I, I felt, I felt the pain come over the the Zoom line from all of you, and it's fueling me right now. It was a collective cringe. That's Ooh. for uh, the, sure. The agony. Well, well, I, is a, a, a synonym for a sex pest, right? Mm-hmm. Sex pest. Okay. Yeah, okay. somebody who commits. I the last thing I saw on Twitter before we got on this call was somebody pointing out that about this time last year, I guess more like May of last year, there was a whole line of products branded Cuomo sexual where it would be like Cuomo done up in like the hope image yeah. with the pride flag because everyone was like, it's so hot that he's competent. Mm-hmm. That he knows how to manage, mm-hmm. a, you know, speak in complete sentences and he can he's manage empathetic. a pandemic. Yeah. And. <laughs> Then it turned out he was lying and, and hiding the deaths he, of the yeah. elderly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna while pushing to reopen during a pandemic himself. Talk yeah. about all of this at length. Hopefully yeah, that's why I we're opened this now. up this way. I appreciate yeah. that. That's good. Mine was Cuomo vous, which is how <laughs> play on how are you doing in French? And the oh, answer I thought is it not was good. Like, not Yours was better. Good. Yours was better. I Your thought Cuomo. What is it? Cuomo vous vous à la quoi? Yeah. Is, it, is that, would you like to see my naked Cuomo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really I don't been. speak French. Yeah. That's fine. You've got the gist here. Uh, it's been a, a really, yeah. <laughs> really wild year for Andrew, hasn't it, guys? Boy, it, howdy. As you've touched on, we Democratic Party people, you know, resistance 
heroes spent all the last spring, you know, lauding his his nightly addresses, you know, watching him rail against Trump. People yes, calling themselves Cuomosexuals. He had magazine covers. Everybody just gobbled it up. We sat there, you know, watching him on his brother's news show. The hot yeah. brother they, out of the two. I, I've they, said that many times. And I yes, don't think has. a single serious person has argued with that, Sophie. Uh, no, yeah, they have. But the, um, you're right. You said serious. You're right. Sorry, Katie. Yeah. Please continue. Uh, I'm, I'm so well, sorry. <laughs> no, point taken. The hotter Cuomo. But both of them were up there like jackasses joking about yeah. which is the better son. Meanwhile, his administration is actively covering things up yep. and, you know, talking and praising his response to the pandemic, you know, setting himself up as a foil to Donald Trump. When the truth is, is that at the beginning of the fucking pandemic, he was not doing anything. He was delaying social distancing measures. He was downplaying the threat of the virus. All of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but until... I mean, but he learned. He published his his uh, book in November, American Crisis: <laughs> Leadership Lessons from the COVID nineteen Pandemic, Un- before the pandemic was over. Is the book just one page that says "Hot Cover Up the Deaths of Old People"? Because <laughs> if so, probably a good book. Actually. That is, uh, yeah, that's a good lesson to learn. <laughs> it's um, just like fifty thousand words on how to hide that nursing homes are getting people killed in your city. Here's how to cover it up. <laughs> yeah, tabulating up. the charts. Yeah, how to um, bully like, your employees. The first forty pages are just about picking the right shovel. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Katie! Katie, you were saying no. I mean, uh, all of this is great, great, great stuff. Um, the other uh, thing that was recently revealed before we get to. This week's big Andrew news. Uh, yeah, it was revealed uh, yeah, that over the summer, actively covering up the death tolls in New York State nursing homes, reducing the number by almost half uh, and concealed, you know, the way things were tabulated. And it also has come to light that he personally called and threatened uh, a New York assemblyman, uh, Ron Kim, saying that he would ruin his career if he didn't help him cover up the nursing home scandal. Excellent. And Oh, All of that is just a precursor to the conversation we're going to have, uh, which Ooh. is, as of today, three women, three women have come forward with extremely credible stories of sexual harassment. Uh, two of these women's experienced uh, this while working with Andrew Cuomo in his administration. Uh, it's not just th- these these stories don't just paint uh, a picture of sexual harassment, but of of an office culture that was completely aware of his behaviors, help yep. excuse them. Um, I mean, three people. I started prepping this, and it was two people. And then before we recorded, it was it was three people. Um, and I'm going to get into some of these stories. Uh, I will say that there are almost certainly more stories to come. For sure. A couple of oh, these yeah. women reference conversations with other women that had similar accounts that have not we have not heard from yet. Mm. How um, convenient. Why now, though? Why now? Huh? Yeah. What you think? Why it's, now? Uh, why now? Save it that seems... joke. Save yeah. that joke for when we talk about okay, But it's very funny, right there with you. I have that jotted totally. down in my notes right. as Excellent. well. Excellent. Okay. Good. Um, good. Good. But I want to describe. <sighs> People uh, are garbage. Glad we're on board. <laughs> <laughs> I want to describe some of these women's experiences. Um, the first woman who came forward, uh, Lindsay Boylan. Ooh, this story is is really awful. Uh, it brought up a lot of stuff for me personally. I think that it probably did for a lot of women who are used to this kind of experience in, in work environments. Um, all of their stories did. 
Um, but this all just paints a picture of a man that repeatedly sexualizes and teases you in a work environment, uh, makes you dread coming to work with him, a person you're just desperate to not be alone with. Um, and the worst part, like I mentioned, the, the how many female colleagues have gone out of their way to accommodate that? Maybe that's not the worst part, but it is um, an awful part of the story. Um, this is from Lindsay's own account. Uh, I've got a couple excerpts here. Governor Cuomo has created a culture within his administration where sexual harassment and bullying is so pervasive that it is not only condoned but expected. His inappropriate behavior toward women was an affirmation that he liked you, that you must be Good doing God. something right. He used intimidation to silence his critics, and if you dared to speak up, you'd face consequences. Uh, she goes on to talk about the time Cuomo suggested that they play strip poker while they were on a private jet, how oh, he'd Christ. had her own supervisor tell her that he had a crush on her mm. uh, and that she was a prettier version of Zex's girlfriend and was like, go ahead, look up pictures. Oh, uh, God. Oh, uh, Women God. love hearing that, right? People love yeah. hearing that. Um, women, women are like, how do I compare to your ex and like my yeah. uh, appearance? Yeah, um, yeah from there's... their boss. Do I, do I, how much do I boss. remind you of a previous... Uh, God. Yeah, he. She describes how he would touch her inappropriately on her lower back and on her yeah. legs. Mm. How his staff started keeping tabs on her whereabouts. You know, like trying to arrange oh moments where God. they could be alone together, and she has to like wriggle out of situations where she doesn't oh want to be God. alone with him. Uh, she Andrew. turned. She turned down a promotion because she did not want to be working closer with him. Um, here's another quote from it: The governor's pervasive <sighs> harassment extended beyond just me. He made unflattering comments about the weight of female colleagues. He ridiculed them about their romantic relationships and significant others. He said the reasons that men get women were money and power. I tried to excuse his behavior. I told myself it's only words. But that changed after a one-on-one briefing with the governor to update him on economic and infrastructure projects. We were in his New York City office on 3rd Avenue. As I got up to leave and walked toward an open door, he stepped in front of me and kissed me on the lips. Um... Uh, yeah, everything about this. It's not, of course, of course, it's his own behavior. It's, it's not even towing a line, but it is that type of line where, you know, it's almost gaslighting where you're like, I don't want to be the it's one absolutely that's, that's gaslighting. Things. Yeah. I get nervous about throwing it around in case I'm wrong and how I'm using the term no, gaslighting, is, but. It's proof that if it weren't for. The binary and heavily politicized nature of current American politics. He and Donald Trump would have gotten along great. Well, that's what it is. He is Donald Trump. <laughs> they're, they're the same. He is fucking. They they they, they, to- they chose slightly different grifts, but they're yeah. the same person. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I want to talk about some of these other accounts too, because it all informs this conversation. Um, the second woman coming former forward was a former aide, twenty uh, five mm-hmm. year old Charlotte Bennett. Charlotte worked with him at the beginning of the pandemic. She started working there in 2019 and then kind of increased duties. Um, And so she was working closely with him at the beginning of the pandemic and at first had felt like he treated her like a mentor. But um, a month or two into the pandemic and everything, his treatment of her shifted and she started getting incredibly uncomfortable. Um, New York Times, Ms. Bennett, 25, said the most unsettling episode occurred on June 5th when she was alone with Mr. Cuomo. There they are alone again Mm. uh, in his state capitol office. In a series of interviews this week, she said the governor had asked her numerous questions about her personal life, including whether she thought age made a difference in romantic relationships and had said that he was open to relationships with women in their 20s. 
Oh, oh no. She oh, interpreted oh, as clear. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, no. apparently, no. apparently no. he told her that he was fine dating anyone over age 22. Oh, um, that's, an appro- that's an appropriate thing for your boss to tell you. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew. Also, uh, I, I don't have the, this quote written down, but she's a survivor of, um, you know, sexual assault. And he kept bringing it up. Oh, oh. fuck off. Oh. Bringing it oh. up with her. Andrew. This is disgusting. Um, <laughs> and during Buddy. that time, during the pandemic, he kept telling her that he was lonely and he just wanted to hug someone. I want to pause. <laughs> this, I, I said that some of the stuff reminded me of stories of my own life, and I, I, I don't need to get too personal. We're talking about her stories, but I remember one time I had an internship with a, a writer, and I was really honored, and I felt very, very proud that I was chosen. And then he started being a little weird, and one day he dismissed everybody else, and it was just me and him there. And he started talking about how lonely he is and how much he wanted a hug. And this is the thing. This is the thing that men in power do. You know, yeah. they, mm-hmm. they try to tow it in. They try to appeal to you. They start to, like, kind of lay the footwork. I, I remember in that situation, I could not get out of the place quick enough. And then to make that person be the goddamn governor and you're yeah. 25? Come on. Yeah, Come yeah on I remember here. that story. And it's what I kept thinking about. Uh, and hearing about these, this uh, is just, stories. and I have other stories. Yeah. I, I mean, this is the one that, like, all of this reminds me of several different I mean, workplace environments, not ones that you guys were involved in. But I, like, it's it, sure. like I can say it's it. I like just within my own life, I'm at the point where I am shocked when I get to know a woman well, and she has no history of sexual harassment yes, or sexual assault. Unfortunately, like, that's that I like. I can't normal. think of anyone who's I am close to that that fits that bill. That has yeah. not had that done to them. Um, and, and it, yeah. It, I'll share one more. Yes. And I, I mean, we might as well talk about some of the reaction online because this is appropriate here. I do have one more story I want to share. But immediately I see people saying, like, it sounds credible, but I don't know. Why didn't they come forward with this sooner? Why didn't they go to the cops? Are you? Because he's the fucking governor and one of the he's richest the people in the country and the scion of an incredibly influential and wealthy political dynasty. He His can destroy you. Brother is a CNN anchor. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you kidding me with yeah. that question? If you are asking that question, you do not care what the answer I, is. I know Fun women f- who have not yeah. wanted to report a sexual harassment because it was a colleague slightly in advance of them mm-hmm. at the company and they were worried it would cr- crater their career for good reason because it might have cratered their career it, and he's absolutely. the governor like and Jesus also what is your we have a hard enough time uh, proving a rape case yeah you know that's a that's enough of an uphill battle you're gonna you mean that someone's actually gonna stop and care I mean both of these women uh, who worked with him have talked about how they needed to leave, or at least the um, at least Miss Bennett definitely did. She mm-hmm. she alerted his assistant, and she's like, "I'm so sorry about this. Let's get you a different position." Mm-hmm. Yeah, these women yeah. were well, yeah, Lindsay, into Lindsay it. turning down a promotion, like yeah. it's it's uh, awful. 
It's awful. And it's, it's the Weinstein shit, too. Everyone around him knows it's going on. It's a mix of people who enable it and people who, without rocking the boat, try to help folks get to positions where they're in less risk, mm-hmm. right? Those are kind of your two people because nobody's willing. For the same reason people don't want to report being a victim of it, yes. it's scary to go up against a guy like Cuomo. He's powerful. Yeah, yep. even, if it, even if he wasn't the governor, mm-hmm. uh, this would be a terrible situation. Uh, if he were a... If he were like a, a an executive vice president at a Fortune 500 right. company, it would be scary. But he's or the a fucking, fucking governor. like assistant yeah. manager. Yeah, like, or, or your assistant manager or a cop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. like or like um just a male coworker slash but colleague. To, like to be honest, like any of these scenarios. Yeah, it doesn't matter who he is. It's hard to come forward. It's hard no to matter come I forward. Exactly. Can't but, tell you yeah. how embarrassed I was after my interaction that I just described. Yeah. Um. I, a friend of ours from Cracked, a good friend of ours uh, back then, um, had warned me. He'd said, don't be alone with him. Sorry, I just got a little emotional talking about it. And I didn't yeah. want to tell him. I didn't want to tell anybody. There. Then they'd say, like, are you still doing the internship? And I didn't want to tell him that, oh, wait, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at writing. There's a reason I was there. And it wasn't because I'm talented. That's what that's what I took away from that. Thankfully, I don't actually believe that in my heart, but that's what a women women face. Like we said, every day. Yeah, that's what it does. That's, this is the normal hurdle. Yeah. And I think that everybody has a barrier to entry into their industries. I think at a certain point, no matter how much studying you do, there's a there's an imposter syndrome feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shouldn't speak for the whole world, but a lot of people struggle with that. And you just kind of have to keep going and muddling through and 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 adding this pressure on top of that, this it's makes it very difficult for a woman to find her footing in a work environment. Um, I want to also include this new story that broke today. Um, the third woman's name is Anne Roosh. Uh, she came for her story is about a, a wedding that she attended in September 2019. Uh, she was at the reception when she was introduced. To Cuomo for the very first time, and she commented on the speech he made, and then he put his hands on her bare low back of her dress, and then she picked up her hands and removed it. She's like, "Don't you know? Don't touch me. Take his hands off." Then he called her aggressive and grabbed her face and asked if he could kiss her, and it was a very embarrassing, forward, um, traumatic interaction. And and I know that a lot of women have an experience like this, something yeah. where you're like, I'm going to laugh this off. He's being, he's trying to be funny and flirty. But no, it's a man putting his hands on you when you didn't ask for it. And, and, and anybody justifying that, like, just because you've seen it in your life or maybe you've done it at a point in time when we didn't talk about boundaries in the same way, it doesn't make it okay. It's the same fucking thing as Donald Trump saying that he can grab a woman, that they let him do whatever they want. Yes. Andrew Cuomo has that same attitude very, very clearly. Yeah. yeah. Dem, yeah. Dem Trump, all these people. Uh, yeah. I mean, not all these people, but like most they're of these. The same. It's, they're, the they're, same they're all the same. Ghouls. Yeah. They, some of them, some of them, like there's, there's the same ghouls. There's a split, like some of them recognize that climate change is a problem but not out of the goodness of their hearts just right. because they're well right it's slightly poli- more yeah. rational politically yeah. yeah expedient like it's just yeah. power it's the power club um and they pick their team 
uh, but they don't actually believe any of the shit they say. There's that what? There's that one Cuomo quote from uh, a couple of years ago. As a New Yorker, I'm a Muslim. I am a Jew. I am black. I am gay. I'm a woman seeking to control her body. We are one New York. It's all just bullshit. It says whatever yeah. he wants. Yeah. Um. There is a photo of the there thing he's described of him grabbing her face. There's a fucking photograph of it. It looks so uncomfortable. She looks so uncomfortable. She's yeah. Why oh, would it's you? It's a horrible photo. Do that to a person. <laughs> Um and like it's yeah the, He's the king, of New, king of New York and the reaction to this stuff yeah like you see um even if you allude to uh this is like Trump stuff even like how he deals with uh journalists is Trump stuff um but like the reaction of like well is it when why didn't they come forward and these are all just like standard Democratic people yeah. um and a fun little trick is just like look. Look at what they were saying uh, about Kavanaugh uh, yeah. and Blasey Ford. Look at what they're saying about anyone that isn't doesn't have a D by their name. Uh, in this case, it's the exact opposite, so and they're incredible. all then they're making the arguments ag- mm-hmm. against their current like position. Like we all know this. Everything, yeah. everything, uh, everything that happens, it's happened millions of times. We talk about it ad nauseum until there's a new thing, and then we talk about that ad nauseum, and the cycle continues. All the conversation and discourse about this kind of behavior has been had. Everything about, like, why did they come forward? Why this? Why this? Why this? It's all been talked about before. We don't need to keep having it, but we always do when yeah. it's whoever's team has the person. Yeah. I yeah. I see today people were talking about all of this. In conju- Al Franken's name was trending again, you know, and using that as an example of Democrats always just cannibalize ourselves and put our, you know, and like we don't, Republicans don't do this. And also lots of people pointing to like, well, Donald Trump's way worse. Fuck you. Doesn't matter if he's worse. This is still bad. And look, I. Donald agree. Trump's not the president anymore. He's not the president. Yeah, you don't have to stop talking about him. <laughs> and I just wanted to make a quick point on Al Franken. And I don't know if you guys agree with me on this, but I. I did appreciate and I still do appreciate that he did that because look. He did a, a gross thing repeatedly. It was a behavior. He learned from it. He was called out. Did he need to did he need to immediately resign? Could there have been some sort of disciplinary committee action thing that happened? Sure. Like, but at the end of the day, Al Franken resigning didn't change anything for us. You know, right. the person the I can't I don't have her name off the top of my head who replaced him is a Democrat. They voted the same. Yeah. They did the same. Al Franken's being uh, the one leading the interviews might have been entertaining, but it wouldn't, you know, and depositions and all that. It wouldn't have changed anything. But what it did do was say, like, hey, look, I'm listening to you. I yeah. see that my my behavior was bad. And he did the did a decent thing. Whether or not people continue to do that, that's different. But I, I don't look back on that with regret. Um, I look back at that as something like, well, you know what? I respect him for making that choice. That's yeah. my two cents. And 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 I understand that people might have a different perspective, but Yeah. Well, also, I mean, yeah, the if it the just votes, all feels if, like a defense against doing anything. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you know, it it's it's this factor of there are not that it makes it okay, but some of and a fairly small fraction of the men who get accused of this stuff, you get the feeling actually recognize that what they did was mm-hmm. wrong and attempt to make some sort of amends. And because that's so rare when you see it you're almost unreasonably positive towards them. Yeah. Like, be- yeah. because everyone else does nothing, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, Al Franken, I think, might actually regret 
like not just because it had consequences to them, might recognize that what he did was wrong. And that's so rare that I, it's just like it's the Dan Harmon thing where it's like, oh, I think you yes. actually feel bad and you made what seemed like a real apology that took the person's feelings into account. That shouldn't count for much. But yeah, I guess or... it does. It does. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it does, though. I mean, like, I, I it, yeah. it means something to me because I know that yes, this is yes, a time yes. of of change and that a lot of these behaviors have been condoned by our mm-hmm. society for so long and that a lot of people are waking up to things. And so I understand that there's a shift that's happening and that a lot of people, people that I respect, most likely have done stuff that doesn't hold up, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you can if 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 that comes up and you have to address it, that's that's makes or breaks a person to me. Like how have you learned from this experience and how can you and it's not a one size fit all answer because some people are irredeemable. Like yeah. some of it is beyond. Yeah. Anyway. Well and you there's also this problem of when the behavior is as universal across political lines as it yeah. is it makes yeah. it okay yeah in a way mm-hmm. like because it would it would be one thing if you had i don't know a democrat who was a rapist and a republican who was morally upright in that section of their life right and they still believed in all the horrible things republicans do but they were perfectly respectful to women um then maybe the democrat would face consequences for it um yeah. and vice versa but they're they're all doing it so nobody faces consequences because right. what are yeah. you going to do? Overthrow the government? Yes. But yes. <laughs> like, this is the great, but yeah, the you just use the other as a cudgel against the side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. In the and case of is- in the case of Cuomo and Trump, like they're both spoiled milk. One just happens to be low fat and the yeah. other happens to be whole milk. But they're both spoiled milk and are rotten. Well, and got it. Yeah. some non-dairy any day. But, but if, yeah. you're, if you're if it were a situation where you had it. A Democrat who was a sexual harasser, but was actually like fully advocating and meaningfully approaching something like a Green New Deal. And a Republican who was not a sexual harasser, but wanted to destroy all life on Earth. That's a harder choice. We're not talking about that with Cuomo. He's the governor of New York and he's bad at it. Get him out of there. The survival of the human race is not wrapped up in this. Get rid of the son of a bitch. So <laughs> like, wait, how many terms can he serve? He's been governor for 10 years. Mm-hmm. It does feel like he's been governor for like way too long. It feels Til way death. too long. This anyway, is not we... a morally complex thing, right? No. No. no, no, it's not. Um, it's not. No, and uh, yeah, and like, just yeah, just get rid of them. Um, even in cases like, yeah, the Al Franken it's, thing, where it's like, the vote, the vote's the same. What yeah. are you, what are you missing? I mean, and like, and the thing is about Al Franken, it's not like he's not canceled. Mm. He's not canceled because he saved his reputation. <laughs> like, like Al Franken will be able to go on and do some things, you know. Um. Anyway, we got to take a break. Uh, yeah. yeah, we got a temporary, Speaking temporarily of canceling ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cody beat me to it. <laughs> You're both canceled. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Everything's so dumb, 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 dumb. Hello there. This is Cody from the future of the podcast you're listening to, but still the past of you, the podcast listener. Literally five minutes after recording this episode, it was reported that the White House was pulling the nomination of Neera Tanden for OMB director. Given the context of the following conversation, I can only assume that Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. has bugged one or all of us and was listening in. Not for any nefarious purpose, but simply because he's a fan. So thanks, Joe, for listening. If you really thought healthcare was a human right, you'd be pushing for some kind of single payer healthcare system. Anyway, okay, back to the show. Uncancelled. Take that, libs. Hi, yeah, cancel culture. I'm excited for the cancel culture hearings. I am excited for us to have a new McCarthyism un- that ruins hundreds of thousands of lives based around fighting cancel culture. That's going to be fun. And waste so much fucking time. Uh, and mu- Oh, my God. I, I fully expect a bill restricted, like punishing people criminally for cancel culture before we get any meaningful action on climate change. And that's they, rad. We are very much on track for that. They aren't even talking about the real issue with it. They're talking about fucking Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, it's they so are, embarrassing. They are, they are talking it's about It's not Mr. like Potato a worker's Head. rights issue or anything like that. It's about Mr. Fucking Potato Head. The House Judiciary Committee's <laughs> GOP Twitter account <laughs> fucking posted a clip uh, from Toy Story of Mr. Potato Head uh, saying, that's Mr. Potato oh Head. God. 
pronouns he him that's what the fucking house judiciary committee is up to these days tweeting clips from toy story out of context by the way because they just called him called him potato head in the fucking movie and he's like it's mister it was a sign of respect it wasn't about his fucking gender it's so stupid and they're now they're doing the dr Soy's thing i can't even i'm so i'm so tired of it and they're going to do a hearing you about don't, it. You don't sound tired. You sound very revved I'm so yeah, I'm so awake and alert that I pronounced Cody. it correctly. <laughs> Did you oh, call... What? Yeah. You, Dr. Soyce? That's yeah, not you right. Did call it. I That's thought not that, right. I thought right. that I missed something. I, I thought that they were doing a doc, like a play no. in his mm-hmm. name somehow. No, but you meant yeah. Dr. Seuss. It's Soyce. That's no. fine. Cody, um, Cody. It is, I, I promise you. I, I promise am, you. I am I am canceling that pronunciation and you for suggesting wow. it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> see you in Congress, well, my yeah, friend. See you in the fucking House Judiciary That's Committee, right. motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, Jim Jordan of all fucking people is uh, calling to do that. Jim Jordan, the guy with the molesting of the kids and the rest yeah, of the That's let's... the one. <laughs> Him. Yeah. Him. Jim. I'm sorry. Do you need to bra- draw more attention to yourself and your crimes? Your yeah, cancelable crimes? There's no crimes anymore. Unless Fucking... you're like a poor person who has marijuana or something. Then, yeah, that's then still a crimes. crime. Or you um, can't in, in, afford t- your rent. We'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. Yeah. But I can't. But, but like, okay. So <laughs> earlier today, even in the fucking. Uh, he, Ted Cruz asked Merrick Garland. What he thought of cancel culture today? Amazing. Fuck off, Ted Cruz. Fuck off, it's Ted. Cruz. All what, of them. what did? He, what was his answer? Absolutely his an, his answer was amazing. He's like, I don't really know the definition of that or what like you mean by that term in the context of this, so I can't answer it. Good. Uh, God, he basically called Ted, Ted a fucking weird little online freak who needs to log off. Ted Ted anyway. Cruz really knows how to waste a motherfucker's time. Congress is doing great. Uh, speaking of, yeah, uh, Here we gonna, go. well, so, uh, the COVID, uh, relief bill is, uh, Trash. on its way, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, allegedly, um, in addition to, uh, enough vaccines for on 300 Ameri- to this, million Americans to, to Senate. Yes. Um, they're, they're working on it. Um, and, uh. Just wanted to talk about this briefly yeah, because Katie, that's it's, an uh, important clarification because people think once something that's a lot a huge misconception. People think that checks are in the mail when it passes through one thing, and it's like no, right? Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. No, it goes back and forth. It's a whole thing. Um, you gotta they're, yeah. They're negotiating with people's lives. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so one thing that was uh, attempted to be uh, in this bill was a an increase to the the federal minimum wage. Um, it yeah. has not been raised in I want to say ten years, possibly uh, one or one year more or less. And the raise wasn't supposed to be, wouldn't go into effect for several more years. Oh yeah, it was uh, it was a slow a slow roll. Uh, much like in um, in a red state, Florida, uh, they raised their minimum wage. Uh, it already went into effect. It's ten dollars now, and it will reach fifteen dollars uh, by. 2026 um so maybe people like joe manchin don't actually have to worry about their constituents considering that florida voted to do it but whatever um different states different strokes who knows um it was going to be included different mates i don't know exactly um uh, as part of this reconciliation uh bill uh budget reconciliation 
And the uh, Senate parliamentarian ruled. Which what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically, it's an assessment of like the rules uh, mm-hmm. and the process. Um, and uh, she ruled that uh, you can't do that uh, in budget reconciliation. You can do a lot of other stuff. Uh, you can like give a bunch of like tax breaks to companies and like give it to yeah, fucking uh, private insurance companies and so on. But you can't um, mandate a federal minimum wage increase. And so the ruling uh, was uh, that you can't do that. The ruling isn't quite the right word because the role of the parliamentarian is to advise um, the actual who has like the power in this situation is actually uh, the vice president um, mm. of, of the United States. Um, they uh, can overrule whatever advisory the parliamentarian gives uh, in um, 2003. uh they uh, Republicans fired the parliamentarian because they said they couldn't do their tax cuts. Um, they were okay. just like, nope, <sighs> fired. They just do this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> earlier today on a phone call with S- Senate Dems, uh, Biden told them, uh, you know, they need to understand budget reconciliation has its limits. Um, it does not. Um so I don't know. It's uh, there are arguments that can be made uh, that like you know they'll they'll try it again. They'll keep going. But they're, they're not going but to the include it. The point is, is that they're they're not fighting. They can fight, but they're not fighting. They can and this. they're not. Um, uh, Bernie Sanders has tried a couple of different routes in uh, forcing this, but again, the person who could actually overrule this is uh, the vice president, um, who I believe just as recently as I don't know seven months ago was talking about how we desperately need to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it is just very frustrating to see quite a lot of the discourse around this um, because ultimately um, <laughs> it's just, it's just a mess. Like it's, it's another reminder that the Republicans, not all of them, but the ones who actually steer the party run for office and get office because they want power to do things with. They have things they want to do, and those things are terrible, but they have things that they want to do. The Democrats who steer the party, the Kamala Harris's and the Joe Biden's, want this on their resume, want it for bragging rights, want to be able to die saying they were the president or the vice president or something, right? Like It's it's, some real Pete Buttigieg-ass shit. Just enough, because... A lot of those same donors that put Republicans yeah. in office are the same donors and the same corporate people that put Democrats in office. And yeah. Democrats are still beholden and they want to make the appearance of making overtures to progress yeah. without ruffling feathers or rocking the boat. You know, uh, yeah, they're not beholden to uh, people who vote for them and they know that. Um and they'll continue to uh, go down this route because they know they can get away with it, right? Uh, if you don't vote for the people, then the worst people will be in charge. I Surely you want the not the worst people to be in charge. It's so frustrating. Um, I keep thinking about all the campaigning I did yeah. that a lot of people did. And I, I thought about this, was it last week when we were talking about the detention centers? Um, I definitely thought mm. about it then. And and this week with this and just all the conversations I had with people saying, like, who said, how do you know it'll be any different? Like, mm-hmm. what, what, what? It's not going to change. Nothing's going to change one guy versus another. 
this guy's less obviously offensive, but at the end of the day, it won't change my life. And me making assurances. And I shouldn't yeah. have. Not assurances, but saying like, yeah, you know what? I, I really genuinely do think that Biden will do the right thing with immigration and like come up with different ideas and, you know, you won't be opening new camps for kids. Mm. You know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean, know yeah, exactly what be... I said, but, but yeah, about people's money and day-to-day life and saying like, we got to try, we got to try. And it's a month in and I'm already so disappointed. Oh, yeah. I can't uh, count the number of people I've seen just being like, I knocked on doors for Ossoff and Warnock. And I told people to their face about these $2,000 checks um, yeah. and just like the just the utter disappointment in that. And I've you know, I've never I've always been pretty much like, yeah, it'll be similar. It'll be better. It's, it's good that I Donald mean, Trump isn't I the president. It's good. Huge promises. But yes. oh, for sure. But like it is, uh, you know, it's the, all this is very expected. Yeah. Um, and it's just very frustrating. And if you look at, uh, you know, people. Uh, talking about the parliamentarian, how uh, they still don't seem to uh, acknowledge that, like, it doesn't matter what the parliamentarian really says. But, like, uh, rea- the reaction of, like, well, don't blame them. Uh, here's somebody just like, we need to stop focusing on her as she's essentially a bureaucrat just interpreting arcane rules. Uh, direct your anger towards Joe Manchin. And people like that. He's the reason. And so what it's just a, a uh, just a, a, a merry-go-round of excuses um, I remember talking the about stops everywhere, everywhere, wherever yeah, you want yeah. it to. You know what? I'll uh, blame Joe Manchin. I'll also blame a lot of other people. There are lots of different reasons and people standing in the way of making yeah, this you're, a reality. You're all, you're all bastards. Yeah. And I, like, I remember uh, leading up to the runoff in Georgia and being like, well, if you if we elect Ossoff and Warnock, that is uh, one less excuse for the Democrats yeah. Uh, yeah. in, in uh, their lack of progress. One less. Not that they won't have any. They'll find some. And, like, here we are, and uh, it's just a very, like, you, you, you point out, like, actually, they don't have to uh, uh, listen to the parliamentarian. They don't have to. It's bullshit. Uh, Republicans fired them. You can do whatever you want. There are no rules. Uh, and you point that out, and they're like, okay, but even if they did that, they wouldn't have the votes because of mansions. Like, okay, then why did they include it in the first place? Mm-hmm. If they didn't have the votes... Why did they include it? Does that me think maybe they didn't want to do it? Joe Manchin has things he wants. You can, you can do. Oh no, 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 no! Do the politics thing. We need to do the politics to find out what Joe Manchin wants, so we can nominate and confirm near a fucking Tandon as the OMB director. That's the fight that matters. That's why people care. Yeah, like that. It it Uh seems like people are realizing that the mainstream of the the the. The power brokers in the Democratic Party are fighting harder for Neera Tandon than they are to make life livable for yeah. And like voters. to be clear, yeah, that is something. that is exactly what's going on. Um, there are yeah. deals being made. Uh, like Ron Klain has said, like yeah, we're fighting our guts out for Neera Tandon of all. Like why? But like why? that is why, why? completely um, replaceable with any one of a hundred people. Just why? If like, yeah. why are you spending so much time and energy on this? Why are you like, you know, I don't. I'm not saying that he'll definitely make this deal, but there's talks of like, well, if uh, for Nira, you know, uh, some of uh, uh, Murkow- for Murkowski, like some of uh, Biden's energy policies in Alaska are, are not so great. So like, they're gonna like allow drilling so that Nira fucking Tannen so can be the own director. Like, like what is the point? Speaking speaking of like fucking drilling for oil, Nira Tandon, who suggested we take half of libya's oil as payment it's just yeah. it's because she's their buddy and this is good for her career i know and i hate it <laughs> I uh, it's so like frustrating it, no. um to see this happen because this is and it's not even like 
even if you think like it's not possible, what are the optics of this, of like doing these deals and talking to senators, making calls? No one's called <sighs> Joe Manchin about the minimum wage. Uh, they've, they're talking about this near a Tandon confirmation. What does that look like to anybody who pay, who's paying attention? Does it look like something that matters? We're going to, yeah. It's just very frustrating. Uh, there's more about the minimum wage. We can t- we could talk all day about it. Uh, it's just um, challenge accepted. Yeah, yeah. It's just very, uh, very maddening and frustrating to see. Yeah, um, Cody, you mentioned a little bit about vaccine stuff too in your, your start. Do you want to talk about that? I did. Uh, I mean, that's uh, uh, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., uh, the president of the oh, United States guy. of America. Um, Joe Biden. Has, uh, Joe Biden um, uh, has said that. There will be uh, enough vaccines for 300 million Americans by May, cool. uh, which is a couple months before originally uh, projected. Cool. Um, so that's that's good. Um, he seems to be the kind of guy who's like, let's just spend some money on the vaccine. Let's get all the vaccines. That's good. Yeah, um, it, it does seem like, broadly speaking, that's the thing that they've been more competent on than the last one was. Yeah. yeah. They're just like uh, basic, basic shit good. like that. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. that's good. I'm that's not, good. Not gonna go further than that because, um, I'm and yeah, and to make it clear, I'm I'm cool. not saying that this uh, this minimum wage fight won't continue or that uh, it's not something they do not care about. Um, some people obviously very much do. Um, so I would hope that they actually take this fight later on. It's just the the steps they've taken so far make it pretty clear that they do not care yeah. uh and they're putting their energy uh they're fighting energy um elsewhere which seems uh i don't know silly to me maybe We're we shouldn't w- uh pay uh get libya to pay us uh in half their oil like donald trump also suggested finally i know <laughs> unity between left and right in um, fucking over a country that has been nothing but fucked over by the west yeah. very cool we love it uh we gotta take a quick break Mm. Yeah, uh, I think perhaps if you cool. want, if you want to, Katie. What do you think? I got a pee, so yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, "Oh, wow, you look so good for your age." Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get Mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get Mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. 
So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. We're back. We're back. Oh, we're back. Back. Everything's great. Yeah. I like it because it's good. No, I like Um, it because it's good. You're right. You like it because it's good. Uh Uh-huh. Robert, I think you're up. Oh, did we want to talk about the uh, fun thing that we just got news on? Oh, right. So, thing? by the way, yeah, in, including uh, the... Sorry, Robert, you go. Walking down the streets of Coppell, Texas after a run and uh, got the news that the governor has declared the entire state is open yeah. back up. Uh, this comes the same day as news that all of the strains, all of the recognized strains of the coronavirus are now present in Houston. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I was so, thinking about this, and I'm sorry. I feel so bad for everybody yeah. living in states like this. I mean, not that things are great in California, but <laughs> at the very least, I I take comfort in the fact that people are have to wear a mask inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and people yeah. weren't a lot. Like, I went to a restaurant to sit outside uh, mm-hmm. when there was no one else outside and eat, uh, and everyone inside was masked off drinking. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like Texans have been abiding by the the rules anyway. Um, That's there's right. A, uh, there's it's a called independence, Robert. Look it up. I, I understand. Um, there's a part of me that's just kind of proud of Governor Greg <laughs> Abbott because between the ice storm in which his mismanagement and Texas's general shitty attitude towards taking care of each other got a bunch of people killed. He went a whole week without getting more people killed before opening the state back up and getting a bunch of people killed. So he took a little breather. He took a breather. Oh, Robert, our proud boy. It's like that time John Wayne Gacy went a whole six months between murdering a boy and storing his corpse in the floorboards of his house. You know? There you go. We were all proud of John Wayne Gacy for that. that. Mm -hmm. Wow. What's John Waning my Gacy's? Mm -hmm. Odd. So, um, yeah, Cody, you sent me this article that I <laughs> makes me want to light the world on fire and yeah. kill yeah, absolutely up? everyone inside it. Uh, yeah. from Crooked Media, yeah, near a tandem or bust. <laughs> That's the headline. That is the uh, title of the article. I title of your sex tape. <laughs> yeah, I'm rewatching the Irritating. Oh, or bust. Oh, I'm okay. sorry, it was right there. Don't oh. cancel me. Oh, Brooklyn Nine Nine did it first. Oh, oh man, okay. this in the it? Texas news together <laughs> makes me just want to cancel everything. Cancel uh, the world uh, with some sort of robot that eats everything. You know what, um, Katie? That was funny what? as fuck, and you're not Thanks, canceled. Guys. 
No, you're not canceled. You're re greenlit. <laughs> Boom. Double greenlit. double greenlit. Robert, as you were saying, kind sir. I'm just trying to wrap my head around the argument in this, which seems to be that because the Republicans aren't recognizing that Biden won and they're unfairly fighting him getting to put the people in the administration, then the Democrats have to fight uh like crazy for near attendan because Otherwise, you're you're yielding to the unreasonable Republicans, which is taking what's fascinating about the argument that this terrible article is making. <laughs> They're taking a very valid point, which is that what the Republicans have been doing for years now is anti-democratic. Um, it's dangerous and it needs to be strenuously opposed because they need to face serious consequences and electoral destruction for doing the things that they're doing. But. They're taking that very reasonable argument and instead of being like, yeah, so we have to fight like like hell to get people their checks and to get people the aid that they need and to election reform, change okay, uh, yeah. election reform, climate change legislation, things that lives are at stake, that civilization. We have to fight like hell for that because they don't get to say no to that shit. Instead, they're saying they're making that argument. But instead of improving life for the human race, they're <laughs> saying we need to make near Tandon have a job. Like, God. it's, it's it's lunacy. It's wild. It's it just is absolute it's, madness. This and like, is the hill uh, you want to die on. It's, it's like, not yeah, even it's a like, hill. It's, no. a, it's like a little. It's like a, a mound of it's dirt. A mound. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a. It's so ridiculous on its face. It's like this weird like posters rights bullshit. Uh, because I, I, yeah. It's amazing. I don't even hate Niratan, and I don't like her. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I've never thought about her until this moment. So it's just shocking to me that they're like, this is where our administration will live or die. Yeah. 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 Somebody that most most voters don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah. Most voters could tell Twitter. you what the minimum wage is, though. Like, yeah, they sure can. It's or just, whether or not they've got a the $2,000 check from the yeah. fucking government, you know? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, um... I'll, be, yeah, I'll a borrow a catchphrase from Even More News and say I agree with you completely. Completely. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk about Syria? Yeah. Time? Yeah, we've got. We, there's always time to talk about Syria, Ooh. Cody. Um, oh, good. It feels. It feels like we Actually, should address this. Historically, there's almost never any time to talk yeah. about Syria. <laughs> this has been some of the most frustrated I've been in a while. Um, and I guess yeah. my feelings on this are complex. Um, it is good that a lot more Americans than I'm used to seeing are angry when the government carries out a missile strike on a Middle Eastern nation that the president decides on unilaterally in a place where we are not in a declared war um, because people should be more critical about that sort of thing. The yeah. discourse I've seen surrounding the Syria strike is dumb as hell. And I will go through a <laughs> list of the things that I think are dumb as hell. Number one, calling it a war crime. It yep. is a an arguably, and I think this is the argument I would make, illegal based on the letter of like the Constitution prior to the way things changed after 9-11 for the fucking president to just be able to carry out military force anywhere he wants without an act of Congress like declaring a war. That part, I agree. If if I mean, I, I'm not a law knower. I think it should be illegal to do that. Right. I mean, it sounds like a rule. specific. It, these, well, it's a rule that every president has been breaking yes. since 9-11. Yes. Um, and I don't like that, and that's bad. But the actual attack itself was not a war crime. It was not strike. It was not what we were doing. It was not what I watched with my own eyes happen in Mosul. It was a series of infrastructure attacks on a militia 
that itself is backed by a foreign government that is an imperialist power in the region. It's a shit fight between two imperialist powers, and Biden chose to strike some of their infrastructure. Um, and I have not seen any evidence at this moment that suggests there were even civilian casualties. Um, the strike was on a group called Kataib Hezbollah, um, which is a Shiite militia. These are some of the same guys that we were funding back in 2017, right? They, the PMF. The well, Popular that's always the case, forces. right? We, fu we well, fund them until we bomb them. It's it's a little more. I mean, yes, that is the thing that happens repeatedly in U.S. history. The the basic. So, do you remember hearing about a thing called a place called Sadr City in Baghdad during the height of the Iraq War? You remember that that no. that buzz no. buzz. I remember. I don't around. have yeah. any information to speak yeah. about it. Muqtad al Sadr is a Shia cleric um, who's got strong ties to the Iranian government and is uh, a a. A dude um, who is influential in in Baghdad in particular, and is a very very smart dude. Like he's a he's a fundamentally terrible person, um, but he's uh, kind of a genius uh, uh, insurgent organizer. Um, and he and his forces were a big part of the insurgency against the United States. And the fact that he he was like this, we talk like two thousand five six. He was a major part of the insurgency against the U.S. And he is still alive and one of the most influential men in Iraq. Um, which is hard, right? He's a smart dude. Um, and this is because the Iranian government has a significant vested interest in Iraqi politics, right? Iraq and and, and Iran fought a massive, horrific war uh, throughout the 1980s that killed like a combined million people. Um, the Iranian government wants to have a significant amount of influence in Iraq, which is not an inherently unreasonable thing. They're neighbors, but also the Iranian government is a bad government and also does terrible things. And a big part of why Mosul fell to ISIS is because the the Shia-dominated and thus Iranian-dominated government um, that took over and was running Iraq for a sizable chunk of the mid-aughts um, was responsible for a lot of horrific crimes against the 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 um, um, the Sunnis, which in, in Mosul is a Sunni-dominated city. And so, like... The police and the military forces that were kind of were, they were doing shit like abducting people in the night, torturing them, murdering them um, who were who were Sunni. And so when ISIS, which is a Sunni organization, came in and took over the city, they saw a lot of initial support from the population of Mosul. And I talked to a bunch of people in Mosul who were like, well, I never liked ISIS particularly, but I fucking hated the cops. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like this, this, this history goes back a while when the Iraqi government with, you know, the Kurds up in the north and with U.S. backing was taking back Mosul from ISIS. Um, these different Shia militias that had been organized and, and prominent for a long time were part of the effort to take back Mosul. They were called the PMF, the Popular Mobilization Forces. And we both aided, like funded them to an extent and also allowed other groups that were opposed to them in Iraq to like use us to carry out airstrikes against them. It was a very messy situation. Like like when I was in Mosul, they were the folks you were almost as worried about as as ISIS because they're they're not, you know, they're sketchy people. Although also the Iraqi military itself can carried out a shitload of war crimes, as did the U.S. military. Nobody's fucking hands are clean. Period. In recent couple last couple of years. As Iranian influence has grown over the Iraqi government, these different militias have been uh, abducting and murdering a lot of people, including a guy I used to know who, whose like thing was throwing parties, right? Because like there, there would be alcohol at the parties. There would be a lot of foreigners like they abducted and killed this guy, uh, probably killed this guy. They, we know he's, he's gone, you know, 
um, this sort of thing happened all over the place, and it the the these militias were a big part of both like that uh, siege of a U or attack on a U.S. embassy that happened last year that kind of like incited the killing of Soleimani. But also, if you remember in 2019 when there were all those protests in Iraq and like protesters were getting their heads grenaded to death and shit, they were heavily involved in that, and so was Iran. These are bad people who carry out horrible terrorist attacks that have killed a lot of Iraqis. Because they are fundamentally not fighting for the rights of Iraqi people or for, for any sort of political liberty as much as they're fighting on behalf of another foreign power. Now, the United States in striking these facilities is not improving the situation. I don't believe. You'll read some arguments. I found an article arguing that this was a good call in New Lines magazine. I don't buy that. I think it was a useless uh, expansion of or a useless use of force that at most is going to continue this cycle of violence, right? Now we've done an attack. They're going to do another attack yeah, it's, because the attack yeah. that inspired this attack it's, was our attack, right? Like, I'm not in favor of what the Biden administration does. But also, if you're going to critique it, understand what it fucking is, you know? Yeah, That's absolutely. why I'm just always frustrated about all this shit. Yeah, I mean, sorry. what... <laughs> What is the actual justification here for it? Uh, uh, they call it a proportional response, but is that, you know, like, and was this necessary right now? What's, <laughs> why now? Was it, was it necessary? No. I, because, no. And I don't think it's necessary because I don't no. think it will help. Was it proportional? I guess that depends. There was a horrific attack on a facility outside of Erbil that killed a, um, that killed a, a contractor, U.S. contractor, and wounded a bunch of people. Um... I don't know exact. We don't have an exact death count for this airstrike. I don't know when we will, uh, because one of the things I mean, for one thing, the Trump administration removed a rule that mandated reporting on the number of people killed in yeah. U.S. airstrikes. And the I Biden bet, administration yeah. has no desire to put that yeah, back. Yeah, in. He's, not, yeah, he's yeah. not rushing back to. <laughs> yeah, they're not rushing. Yeah. We're going to conveniently yeah. <laughs> overlook that um, thing. I don't know. Maybe. But I don't I don't think the question of is it proportional matters as much as like, yeah. is there any chance that it will improve life for people in the region? And no, I don't. Right. That's never that's no. never that's never going to be the case. No, never like, going to be the case. And like yeah. how many Ugh. like it, and like it's like a proportional response for the, there's an attack here and here. Get out. Yeah. Leave. How many Leave. how many how many American fucking military bases well, are not here? Um, Just leave. And you won't have to worry about that. Um, you don't have to worry I mean, about what's the proportional response uh, to an attack on so on a place that shouldn't be there. We shouldn't be there, and yeah, it's just uh, some of the some of the discourse around it is very frustrating too because it's just like uh, it's not just saying that like uh, it's more complex. It's also saying it's it's good, and mm -hmm. this is the kind of thing that he should be doing. Um, and I trust him to do whatever, basically. Yeah, no, and um, no, I, and it's, it's just, you know, you know, like, yeah, bombing Syria is good now, I guess it's 2021. Yeah. So let's, it's like, it's just, I, you know, I, I, I am not, and this is a way place in which I get into fights with a lot of folks on the left. I am not comprehensively anti intervention. Part of that, not intervention, but anti us forces being used in certain situations generally where we have fucked something up and we have yeah. made promises to people that need to be kept and to that extent if the bulk of iraq which is about 50 55 percent you know it, it, it the shia are the largest single chunk of iraq if the people of iraq want to be more closely tied to iran and want to 
you know, want to live in the kind of country that the members of these militias seem to want them to live in the country. And I don't know that that's the case. But if that's if that's the way things go for the rest of Iraq, I don't think U.S. forces or U.S. foreign policy has any role in stopping that. Now, if those forces attempt to, I don't know, force their will on the Kurdish north of the country, I think we owe those people something. And I don't think it needs to be bombing anything, but I think it needs to be saying like, hey, let like maybe it's time for them to get their own fucking country, right? Yeah. Um, as they voted to have last year, in, or not last year, like three years ago, and the United States has been consistently a dick about, even though, like, come on, what the what the fuck? Well, like, and yeah, and at what point yeah. is it is it just like, what is our place? What yeah. is it like? How is that? How is any of this our place? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think there's a degree to which we have made promises to specific groups of people who held up their end of the bargain, and we should. We, we owe them something that does well, not mean we owe being in Iraq forever. It doesn't mean we owe airstrikes in, in against uh, Iranian backed militias in Syria. It doesn't mean that it means that there is some level of support. We owe specific groups of people who have done things yeah, at our request because I mean, otherwise they'll get murdered. You there's know? a mess we've contributed to. Yeah. You have a moral obligation to take care of a certain, certain people, you know, and, and that, and, and there's and yes, but there's yeah, very, just more often than not, the the. But that's a justification the, the, well, that's used, or it's right? That's that's what yeah. you that's what you say when you want to stay there, when you want to. Uh, well, yeah. well, in in order to like uh, pay these people back or to help these people, we're going to bomb these people. It's never. Uh, and I I don't anything see other that, than that. Yeah, I don't see that the bombing ever. Yeah, you know, well, you know, my example of what I think this can look like in a way that is not horrifically toxic is we. We were keeping we were helping to keep a sizable chunk of northeast Syria from getting bombed by having like a couple of dozen special forces guys in tents because then the Turks wouldn't start fucking shit up. And since we pulled those guys out and have them just protecting oil fields, a quarter of a million people have been forced out of their homes and thousands have been killed wow. in the How are the oil fighting. fields, though. The oil fields are fine. Um, Thank you very much. And and, and, and in terms of what am I, broadly speaking, not going to complain about my tax dollars going to? Well, keeping some guys in a tent so that bombs aren't falling. That's fine. I am in a bitch about my tax dollars going to bombing another militia somewhere in the desert that will just spark a series of like it's I think when you talk about what do we owe people that we've made promises to and 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 what does that extend to? I think some of it extent I think some of it relies on whether or not they have succeeded in doing anything that can be supported. So in I, I don't support keeping any U.S. forces in Afghanistan because the government like there, there's there's nothing to support there. The Taliban has won. All we're doing is extending pointless bloodshed by staying there and we're not going to help anything. Northern Iraq is a broadly more so than is more functional than the than the rest of the country, than the government in Baghdad. And I think we owe them at least enough support to say, hey, don't fuck with these people. There are like like I, I don't think it you don't have to bomb anybody over this. You just have to say, no, you can't do that government in Baghdad. Um, we do, though. We do have to bomb. That's the thing. I feel like we yeah, talked about this. I think we talked about this before we, we, where we it's like this a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's just that's just what it always leads to. Um <sighs> It's but. it's not the like we we have stepped in between the government in Baghdad and the government in Erbil 
in a couple of situations in the past. And I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm also dumb as shit. So I just think I, 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 I he think really is. I can attest to that. I think Katie. there's an <laughs> option completely. I think there's an option between just saying like, well, we fucked everything up and we're not going to keep fucking things up. Um, So let's just abandon everyone. And an option of like, well, the only way to continue having an impact here is to bomb people. I don't think those are our only yeah. two options. Yeah. Um, because we have we have poll in terms of trade. We have poll in terms of um, economic aid dollars, funding dollars. We have there, we, we were not bombing Turkey to stop them from coming into northeast Syria. Right. Turkey is reliant upon us in a lot of ways. And so while we were keeping troops there, they weren't going to start shit. We didn't have to bomb them over that. Um, I I don't know. I think there's. I don't think like I don't like any of these options, but I do also think there are specific people, namely the Kurds, that we owe something, right? Yeah. Um, because they did the thing that we asked. Uh, and I I I just have an issue with abandoning them entirely. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it, it I. Whatever happens is going to be dumb and ineffective. So I guess right. I will. I will. I will continue to oppose it because it's dumb and ineffective. Um, I'm not saying I'm in any way supportive of what Biden just did in Syria, or will be supportive of any of his foreign policy in Syria or Iraq, because I doubt that I will. Yeah, the machine's I, not going to stop. <laughs> the machine's not going to stop, and so I will continue to oppose the machine. I just think there's a way in which we could not abandon people who have, broadly speaking done us a solid and also maintained a decent place for people in that region to live comparatively to people in other parts. I, I think there's... It's called think, the American way, Robert, alright? We, we get not, the thing we want and then we say, no thank you for whatever else you need. That's yeah, just how it goes. I know. I, I'm just it's so... It's called friendship. It's, it's called bad friendship. Yeah, we're... Uh, I don't know. I You know that toxic friend you can't shake? Mm -hmm. That's America. Yeah, it's this it's this thing that is always frustrating to me. I just don't I I'm not willing to go to the I'm not willing to say there's no way in which I don't know. I've met too many people who have been like, well, my family all got murdered. I I sure wish someone had helped us out. Uh and I don't want to say, well, yeah, there's nothing anyone could have done to save your family's life. Mm -hmm. Um because I do think that things could be done. Because um, things have been done at specific points in the past that have mitigated historic tragedies, um, which doesn't mean that I think it's likely that the right thing will be done or that Joe Biden knows how to do it or that a military industrial complex that's geared entirely towards profit is ever going to make the right decision based on people's lives. Um, I just yeah. get frustrated <laughs> with the idea that like well, it's, people's lives are not actually nothing, the yeah. thing that yeah. Joe Biden or the American government are worried about over there. No, they sure um, aren't. Well, sure we've aren't. we've really covered a a wide mm -hmm. range of topics. This real hodgepodge. I think we really can all went agree. On a journey near a tandem or bust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we went on a real near a tangent there. Ooh, that nice. was good. Mm -hmm. Really, wow. way to bring for it home. Days for that. Wow. One. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I wrote it down. Months ago, <laughs> <laughs> got it tattooed on your inner That's arm. That's right. So now I gotta get it. it removed, but it's fine. It's uh, like worth it. Put some sharpie on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, guys. all right, guys. You can check us out online at Worst Year Pod on social medias and 
you know how to find us individually. Ooh. I'm not going to state all of our handles. I'm just not going to do it. Don't do it. Kate. But I, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. I like your faces. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. most of them, but I like them. Your Love ears them. are good. Mm-hmm. I appreciate. I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the motherfucking Next episode. Lovely. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix Finder, only at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.